The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford, and I'm here with Gene Marks, my co-host, of the Marks Group. Taking your questions and your issues about small Very seriously. business. Very seriously. So today's question is about taking credit card payments at your small business. We have talked about this so much, but Albert from North Carolina actually sent us a question in that I don't think we've answered before. So after we hear from our sponsor, we're gonna dive into Albert's question about accepting credit card payments. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. So, Gene, the problem with accepting credit card payments, and I know your your opinion on this, is that everyone should accept credit card payments. Do you know the city of Philadelphia right now is joining, gosh, what else? Was it D.C.? Um, in requiring businesses to accept cash. Really? Yeah. There, there, it's, there's a bill right now with the city council. Maybe by the time this, this airs, uh, it will have passed, but it looks pretty probable that all businesses, like there's a few businesses in Philadelphia, like Sweet Green and a few others that only accept credit cards. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're, they're going to be required if they have to accept cash. Okay. Because they feel it's, it's, you know, there's reasons like they feel it might be discriminatory or whatever. So, so but, but having said that, um, we all have to accept, you know, obviously the preferred method of payment for most people is credit cards yes. nowadays. And if you're a small merchant, right, you need to accept them. So Albert from North Carolina has written in, he works in the government contracting business and owns a small business. And his question is this, I'm currently using PayPal and Square to process credit card payments. Would you recommend any different merchants who charge less than 3%? So, Gene, I'm assuming they all probably charge around the same. Yeah, they, they are somewhere around the same. But first of all, I, I, I want to just say straight out, PayPal and Square are great, okay? I mean, I have a lot of clients that use both of those services. Um, they both provide the hardware, the software, the, the process for them is seamless, um, the reporting is very, very good. They both, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I don't work for either of these companies. I'm just saying like they, they both provide uh, financing for their small business customers as well based on their cash receipts. I mean, it's, you're not going to get fired for recommending PayPal and Square to your boss if you're, you're working in a small business. And certainly if you are a small business owner, um, it, it, they're great. However, they, they do pay, they do charge on the higher end. Uh, of the transaction fees, which is generally around 3%. So there are other services that do compete and could, may cost you a little bit less than that. Now, I went to a site um, called mobiletransaction.org. And it is a uh, great site that does, covers all information and issues in the mobile industry. And they actually have an article about alternative square um, and and some good you know payment that that may or may not be you know may or may not be more expensive or hopefully less expensive. So let me give you three alternatives to Square and PayPal that you can check out. One is called Sum Up. It's S U M U P dot com. We'll have this in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have this in the show right. notes. I believe they're a German based company. They charge two point six five percent for chip and contactless cards and magnetic stripe cards as well. Um, they can, they'll accept Visa and MasterCard, American Express, 
Apple Pay and Google Pay. Uh, they're an up and comer and they're trying to eat away into the business of Square and PayPal. So they're called what was that Sum, called again? Sum, Sum up, up is what okay. they're called. There's another uh, Intuit, the giant company that makes QuickBooks and Quicken yep. and TurboTax. Their mobile uh, payment application is called Go Payment. Intuit okay. Go Payment. Um, Go Payment integrate. If you if your system is already on a uh, QuickBooks based system, uh, it will integrate with it right away. So it's you know it, it's a good for anybody that's current QuickBooks users. They offer pay as you go plans. They offer subscription plans. The pay as you go plan is a it's a swipe rate of two point four percent when people swipe. Um, but then they also charge an extra twenty five cents per transaction um, if you're keying in. It's higher. It's like 3.4%. If you get the monthly plan, you pay a monthly fee, and then the percentages can be as low as 1.6%. Hmm, interesting. So um, those are some options. You can do the math and figure out what works. The finally, the final option that you have is, is Clover. Clover is also well-known oh, in the retail yeah. business. Yep. And they have a bunch of mobile point-of-sale stations as well as mobile point-of-sale options. Um, their, their product is called Clover Go. Um, you buy it through a Clover partner or through Clover's website. Um, they, they partner with banks. Again, there's monthly fees. And depending on what you get, your, your transaction rate might be as low as 2.7% yeah. on any, uh, you know, on any of the, you know, whether swipe or chip transactions. Well. So all those are lower than what Square and PayPal's rates are. They all have their pros and their cons. I, my recommendation I'm not going to recommend any one of these individuals because it depends on your situation. Yeah. But I got to tell you something. If you're running a retail store or a restaurant and you're accepting credit cards, this is you should take a few hours on this and do your research because um, this stuff is this is the core cost that you're going to have in your business. This is the cost that could be the difference between you having a really great year and a really not so great year. Because when you think about it, if they average around 3% in fees, think about 3% of all of your transactions before your direct costs and your labor and all that, that's a big chunk right off your yeah. top line. So I just cannot, don't, don't take this lightly. Do your research when you're coming up with your point of sales system and really figure out which system is going to be the most cost effective for you. Great. Thanks, Gene. You're welcome. We'll be right back with Gene's Word of Brilliance. Did you know that it takes 26 minutes to recover from a minor distraction? If you're looking to become an even more productive business owner, Small Biz Ahead has you covered. Our new ebook, 21 Days to Be a More Productive Small Business Owner, will help you set a course to supercharge your workdays and maximize your hours. You'll learn how to find the most productive time of day for certain tasks, which parts of your life you can automate, when to hire a virtual assistant, how to batch work to increase productivity, and more. Head over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. And we're back with Jean's Word of Brilliance. So, Elizabeth, my Word of Brilliance today is poo. I feel like you've actually used poo before, but this will be a new one. Okay, well, I won't, we won't go into any details about how I may or may not have used poo before, which may or may not have been on this podcast. Um, but the reason why I bring up the word poo is because there is a really fun small, I like to talk about fun small businesses that are out there. There is a fun small company that's based down south in Alabama, I believe, um, called um, Poo Prints is what they are, uh, Elizabeth. And what, what Poo Prints does, you talk about... This is right. This I'm sorry. Tennessee is where they're located in Knoxville, Tennessee. What Poo Prince does is this: they have a network of partners. Um, so if you're looking for an opportunity to get in the poo business, this might be interest to you. <laughs> um, the partners go out and they sell Poo Prince kits to condo associations, 
buildings, Apartments. apartment complexes, whatever. And, and here's what it works. If you want to move into a apartment complex, um, you have to get your dog DNA tested. Um, and then once it's DNA tested, this part of the test that, that they said that the lab does, they also test the dog and their poo. That's DNA testing. Okay. And the reason why they do that is because if you do not, if you're, if, if, if any poo is found on the grounds. You don't clean up after your dog. Right. The apartment complex owners or managers send the poo to poo prints for a laboratory analysis where then they can match the poo up to the specific <laughs> dog that left the poo there. And then what they do is then they order their men to go Capture the dog, put it into a truck, and immediately have it put to sleep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the people from Poo Prince are going to sue us. When they this. That's not true at all. Um, they just The Poo Prince people just do the analysis and you send the results. You probably just get a warning. You're right. You get a fine or a warning. Yeah. from the Some of the condo associations get a little bit more draconian. And, uh, you know, you do that once or twice and boom, you know. You're out on your bottom, right? Yeah. On your dog's bottom as well with the poo and everything. So it's a it's a growing business. The company is it's only been around for a few years. It's already grown to about seven million dollars a year um, in revenue. So it's a great little entrepreneurial idea, and uh, they are growing their network of distributors. I, I'm just saying, my entrepreneurial condo complex I recently moved into. They're actually toying with the idea of doing this. Because they're just one of those, like, it's very nicely manicured. It's a very, I haven't seen a lot of people. I'm a huge supporter of it. I think it's a great idea. Their the test, in case you're wondering for what these tests cost, um, you know, I actually read that the kits themselves are between 40 and 60 bucks for each kit. And then you have an additional kit for 15 bucks. I'm assuming the associations just charge that right back yeah. to the owners or the renters yep. or whatever. Um, but you're in a community. I'm a big, drives me. I live in the city. And I walk around and there's dog yeah. poop somewhere and I go ballistic. I'm yeah. like, who doesn't clean up after their dog poop? And like, if I lived in a condo association, I'd be thrilled to have that kind of a service so, room. story, a couple months ago, it was really late at night. I was walking my dog and I had the leash, was holding it. But for, somehow she got away from me. There was a, there's like a family of rabbits that live amongst the condos. And she just chased one and yanked the leash out of my hand and I dropped it and... She ran back into the woods and I, she wouldn't come back. She wouldn't come back. I was calling her. And then I realized, all right, I, I just got to go back sure, home because sure. I don't have a phone on me. There's nothing I can do. It's pitch black. Mm. And I was running around trying to get her and she wasn't coming back. And she usually does listen to me. So I walk back and she's standing right in front of my condo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and looking at me, like, give me that look like, where have you been? Yeah. Like, I've been waiting here. Yeah. So... It's called the stink guy. Yeah. We yeah. go in, you know, I take her leash off. I'm like, I can't believe you ran away from me. No treat for her that night. The next morning, get up six o'clock in the morning before work. We go for a walk and she keeps pulling me towards this person's yard. And I realized she had pooped in their yard the night before and was pulling me over there so I could pick it up for her. Really? You yeah. think, was she didn't want to poop again in the same place because she liked it no, so much? No, she was pulling me towards it to show it to me. That's amazing. What so a I, little doggy. I know, right? Very cool. Right? So, yeah, I hate it when people don't pick it up. It's It just gives the rest of us dog owners a bad name. I agree. So I think it's a great entrepreneurial yeah. idea. Good for, good for poop prints in Knoxville, Tennessee. All right. So if you have a question, go to smallbizahead.com, click on the podcast uh, button at the top of the page open up any of our shows you can see all the notes from the show all the links we mentioned and there's a link to submit a question if you submit a question gene will happily answer it on the air for you yes thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week 
Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.